This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio. The new AM740. The world doesn't need another sports show. It needs an awesome sports show. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto and we're pleased to welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour this morning. Neil Headley. Neil is the co-host of The Happy Gang here on uh, AM 740, Monday to Friday from 6 to noon. Good morning, Neil. Thanks and, for uh, having me back. Where it's uh, the boys of summer are back, and that means uh, we got to have you back. You're, uh, you're part of a baseball opening uh, tradition with us, and I know you're a rabid baseball fan, and we're pleased to have you with us because we know you're going to share your... Uh, your uh, baseball insights with all of our listeners. Thanks for joining us. I don't care if there's going to be five centimeters of snow. It's opening day, so I'm wearing shorts and T-shirts. The heck with the restraining order from the neighbors. Yeah, and the temperature is <laughs> minus eight out there. Guys. And also with us uh, in studio this morning, uh, Lou Franceschetti, of course, Lou, former Toronto Maple Leaf, Buffalo Sabre and Washington Capital, and I regret to say also a New York Yankee fan. How do we get him in here, Naz? Tell us, <laughs> how would we allow a New York Yankee fan to join us on opening Especially day? Especially today. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, they're winners, plain and simple. What have, they, what have they won exactly <laughs> recently? Oh, you want to get into this now? Once in 22 years, they've made the playoffs. Uh, I'd like to see how many people are going to jump on that bandwagon this year or more or less fall off by the time that... Uh, July 1st anyways, turns around. Anyways, guys, I, you know what? I know it's WrestleMania Sunday. <laughs> I know it's WrestleMania Sunday, and if Vince McMahon is listening, he might actually fly you guys down to Arlington, like a charter private plane for you two guys. Anyways, we're going we're gonna to focus on baseball today, and uh, before we get to that, and we, we've got uh, Tim Raines. Uh, Naz introduced Tim Raines, and uh, he's going to be on the show today. Yeah, Tim will be on after the first break, and he will talk about, uh, hopefully he'll be talk about the leadoff hitter, Pilar, and what he's done with him this year, and uh, his Hall of Fame. He's coming up for the Hall of Fame, and in January, I think it's, he's going to make it this time. Well, we're certainly looking forward to talking to Tim Raines and uh, having a great discussion about baseball, and uh, uh, before, we, uh, before we go to break, uh, hockey. Uh, in the news, and Steve Stamkos, some terrible news on Steve Stamkos last night, Naz. Yeah, blood clot in the arm. He's out for one to three months. That's what the uh, they're saying. So, so doesn't, certainly, that, it doesn't, that's not good for him. That certainly upsets the apple cart uh, in terms of playoff prospects. So Tampa was, uh, was uh, projected as a possible Stanley Cup finalist, and, uh, you know, they without having Stamkos down, down the center, that's certainly going to put a little problem in their playoff yeah, plans. That, that team, that team has depth, and uh, they're pretty good in that. Bishop's a really good goalie, so they, I think they'll still be okay. Well, Anyways, I think, I think you may get an early look on how they might look next year, come September. Oh, with, without Stamkos, without Stamkos yeah. in the lineup, and it's going to give them a good indication of do they ante up and pay them the money that they're asking, 
or do they go say, listen, Steve, thank you for the seven years that you've given us. Uh, we can't afford you right now because we got a lot of young kids coming up, and they do have a lot of young kids on the, in that lineup in the next two years that they're going to have to pay. Uh, we're talking maybe five to six million dollars. Yeah, they a weren't year. even able to get Jonathan Druin in the lineup, and he's a talent too. So well, he's been sitting in the minors. Well, his, so, his value might just go up after the next uh, yeah, couple of weeks. I, I, so. I would guess uh, you're going to see Druin up fairly quickly. And, and uh, Neil, uh, we were talking about Stamkos just before the show, and we we're trying to analyze the, the numbers. And uh, uh, do you see any, any scenario at all where uh, he goes back to Tampa, or he doesn't end up in Toronto? I- I think I think the Maple Leafs are going to pay whatever they've got to pay to get him here because the the rumor mill around Stamkos has been flying around for too long now. Um, I think you know he's he's worn a Tampa jersey for the last time, and I think if the Maple Leafs let a guy like that go when it's absolutely within their power to bring him here next season, I think that bites him in the ass later. Uh, certainly, uh, I, I'm of the same analysis. I can't see Iserman. Going going into the ten million dollar range, and uh, the Leafs certainly will go there. Uh, Naz, you foresee any other teams that will uh, that will uh, get into the bidding war for what, Steve, what, Steve Stamkos? What I'm hearing is that he wants to be close to home, which is uh, that leaves probably three teams, maybe four, right? Ottawa, Buffalo, Montreal, and Toronto. And I see a scenario of the Leafs first in in that. And getting back to the money spent, they spent all this money on uh, Lou Lamarillo and Mike Babcock. They're going to spend it on Stamkos. Uh, I would hope so. Uh, Lou, since you're the only one around this round table that actually played a game in the NHL, and uh, as you constantly remind me. Uh, <laughs> uh, Don't you forget it either. No, and I never will. But uh, <laughs> NHL playoffs are coming up soon, and we're gonna, we'll are going we we'll be, certainly be talking more in depth about it. But... Uh, what uh, what's your early uh, your early assessment? Where do you, where do you see these playoffs going? What's who should we watch for, and who's gonna who do you see if you don't pick one at this point in time? Who are who are the contenders for the for the Stanley Cup? Well, I think coming out of the West, uh, the Stanley Cup has got to go through Chicago. That's one team out west that you you've got to knock them off before you have any in, inclination on who, who if you want to be a real pretender. Uh, LA looks like they're big and strong again, uh, and they're and they're playing up to their potential right now. And Anaheim are the three teams out west, uh, out east. You know, it's it's more or less it's a flip of the coin. It's going to come down to really who matches up well against each other. I know there's certain teams out there that don't like to play each other. Uh, you know, the Washington Capitals have had the, a great year that they've had, but they've always had that mystique or dilemma of uh, not doing well in the playoffs. So. And is Alex Ovechkin really going to show up and, and play in the playoffs? I know the World Championships are, I think, this year in St. Petersburg, and he hasn't missed one yet. <laughs> he may not uh, miss this one either. Tampa, again, uh, they, they have enough depth uh, that they can afford to lose a Stamkos for a short period of time. I'm not sure whether they can lose him for all three months. Um, the Rangers got Lundqvist. Uh, and I guess, you know... Can you ever count a team out with uh, Sidney Crosby and Malkin? Yeah, Pittsburgh has been flying lately. They they have won like like ten out of a lot the last eleven. It's crazy. And Kessel, all of a sudden, he went from seventeen to twenty seven goals. Yeah, and he's uh, a streak scorer. He used to yeah. do the same thing with the Leafs, right? He'd now Flurry Flurry's hurt from what, I, from what I understand, and uh, Crawford has vertical. 
you know, in Chicago. What, uh, there's uh, problems in net in Chicago. I don't think they're gonna they're gonna get through. I think LA is gonna get through. Well, it's, Chicago's it's, got a problem in net. It, it might be a blessing that Fleury is hurt because he really has never uh, played well in the playoffs. Except he won a Stanley Cup, Lou. Yeah, the, the one year. Yeah, uh, and that's where he signed his big contract. Yeah. Uh, if if Pittsburgh's got to stay away from the Flyers because they don't they don't play very well against the Flyers, Washington has to stay away from the Rangers because they don't play very well against the Rangers. Yeah. Well, certainly. Uh, uh, so. Yeah, you know, certainly it's going to be an interesting playoff run this year. I think there's there's a handful of teams. There's probably four or five, and you know, injuries and hot goalies and that type of thing. Anyways. It's time for us to go to break because as soon as we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about the boys of summer. Baseball starts today. The Jays are playing down in Tampa. There's the biggest buzz I've uh, seen around Toronto for the opening of uh, baseball season this year, and for good reason. And uh, so we'll be right back after the break, and we'll be talking to Tim Raines. We'll be right back. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville brought back the large five-topping pizza special for just $13.99 for a limited time. I'm whispering because the last time Pizzaville brought back this special, there was pandemonium in the streets, pushing, shoving, biting. So order now and order often, and hopefully you won't have any bite marks when this is over. Call Pizzaville for the large five-topping pizza special at pound 3636 from your cell phone. Shh. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge, the best. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. With a little training, anyone can learn the security business while on duty at your home or company. It's unfortunate, but a lot of security companies are just not experienced enough to handle the complex dynamics of tactical security. And that little bit of training and experience 
can end up costing you a lot more than you bargained for. Peace of mind, trust, and honor is the foundation on which the Regal Security reputation is built. They're driven, they're respected, and they're unrivaled. They're everyday superheroes. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. They're not here to be nice. They're here to be right. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto and we're pleased to welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, a Montreal Expo legend, Tim Raines, and hopefully soon-to-be Hall of Fame member as well. Tim, we've been uh, pushing for you in the Hall of Fame, and we certainly think that this is your year. Welcome back, Tim. How are you this morning? Well, well thank you. I'm good, and thanks a lot for all the, um, the um, you know, the things that you guys have done for me, pushing, you know, well, getting Tim Raines. Tim, you know you know how we, we feel about you. We're going to keep pushing. We think this is your year, and we want to be able to celebrate your induction into the Hall of Fame. But uh, today's, uh, today's opening day. The boys of summer are back, and uh, we know that you've spent some time in Montreal over the weekend, and you're, uh, you're doing some work for the Toronto Blue Jays, and there's, uh, we're all excited in Toronto about uh, the start of the baseball season this year. I think we're more excited than we've been in a long, long time. Uh, Tim, tell us how uh, how you're looking at this season and how, how the Jays are shaping up. Well, I'm pretty excited myself. Uh, you know, it's kind of weird to be uh, in the organization and and, and and almost feel like a fan, really. <laughs> but um, uh, I think they're looking very good. I mean, I think we're solid uh, up and down the lineup. This pitching staff, even though it's young, I think uh, they're ready to, uh, you know, take it to the next level and uh offensively you know you're coming off a, a year that was uh had the best offensive team in, in baseball so you know if the offense continued to uh to roll the way they did last year the pitching staff uh come comes of age uh there's no telling uh this team should, should have an opportunity to uh take it all away Tim, you were in Montreal this past weekend, and uh, great celebration, by the way. Uh, how close are they to becoming a, a team again, a, t- a team going into Montreal? What's your feeling there? Well, I'm not sure what's going on uh, outside the, the lines, but um, as far as you know, the electricity and, and, and the excitement of uh, baseball coming back to Montreal, I mean, it was it was electric the last two two nights. Um, you know, I think it was like a hundred and four or five thousand fans in two games. Uh, they continued to to prove over the past three years that uh, the interest in baseball is is definitely there. So I think now it's up to the people with all the money, uh, commissioner, and. Um, you know, Major League Baseball is honest to uh, to somehow uh, figure out a way to, to get a team there. Hey, Tim, it's Neil. Uh, first of all, honor and a privilege to talk to you. Um, I know you've been having a good long look at uh, Kevin Pillar. And if you follow Pillar's career, you look at what he did even in the minor leagues. And he's a guy who he did this at A-ball, then he did it at double-A, then he did it in Buffalo. His second go-round at any given level, that second year, 
his stats just explode and and he's you know hitting 370 380 at all of those levels through his career not that we're going to see him hit 380 in Toronto this year but do you think we're going to see the same kind of increase in production that Pilar was doing all through the minors how long is it going to be before he doesn't have to justify you know having a, a gig at the leadoff spot well that's um you know that uh, remains to be seen I mean you know, obviously, you know, we're talking about the minor leagues and we're talking about the major leagues. I mean, the guy has, has proven that he deserved to be where he is right now. I think time will tell. I mean, I think last year he proved that uh, he could be an everyday player uh, in center field. And I think, you know, he didn't get the opportunity to lead off. Uh, this would be his first year leading off. And I think that's a, a different kind of animal uh, at the major league level. So we'll see. I think. Um, because of injuries, you know, they've kind of forced him to, to, to be in that position. I don't know if, if, you know, we had all of our players healthy that he would be in that position. So I think he was, he was, he's forced to do that this year. Hopefully he can, can learn how to, how to, to handle it. Uh, I think right now, uh, he's making the adjustment. And I think as the season goes on and the more and more he, he plays at that leadoff position, the more familiar he'll get with it. And he's the kind of player that, you know, just point him in the right direction and he uh, he takes over. So we'll see how things uh, start out. Yeah, you said that uh, if uh, all everybody is on board, he may not be the leadoff hitter. Are you saying uh, Travis would be? Well, Travis proved last year that he could he could uh, be that leadoff guy. I mean, he he hit leadoff last year, and I think he was leading the team in, in just about every offensive category before he got hurt. So, you know, when you've got a leadoff guy that can hit for an average, get on base, drive runs in, uh, hit for power, hit for an average, I mean, you know, that's a prototypical type leadoff guy, but uh, you know, it remains to be seen. You know, he hasn't do, hasn't done it for a full season. You know, last year was his rookie season, so and he's coming off of an injury. So, you know, there's there's two guys, you know, that they can 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 go to as far as uh, putting in that lead opposition. Uh, the the shortstop position, like the um, the leadoff position. It would leave a spot uh, because there's, Travis would have to replace Ryan Goins in the lineup. Is that, is that possible? Because if you become the leadoff hitter, you have to replace one of those guys. Well, uh, I don't know if I can answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to uh, ask John Gibbons that. Uh, but there is a possibility that, that that could happen. Dalton Pompey. What is he missing to get 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 to the major leagues? I think uh, we're tightening up his defense. I mean, he was a pretty good defensive player uh, in the minor leagues, and and uh, last year when he made the team, I don't know if it was nerves or you know making that jump from the minor leagues to the major leagues. He, he had some problems in the outfield. Uh, we're trying to tighten that up right now. He's in Triple A. Uh, we're trying to tighten up his offense a little bit as well. And, 
you know, after we, we get those situations straightened out, he's ready to go. So, you know, it's really up to him now how bad he wants it and uh, how long he wants to be a major league player. So, I mean, I can't, I can't answer that question. Uh, I can only, um, you know, hopefully get all the work that he needs to, to get there. And uh, Ken is up to him. Tim, Lou Franciscetti here. I think we talked earlier when you were on the show. Uh, it's nice that uh, to hear that uh, that you survived two nights in the city of Montreal on a Friday <laughs> and Saturday night, especially not not having to go to work the next day because I know how crazy a city that is uh, on those two nights. <laughs> um, that is true. <laughs> I, I, uh, there's been a couple of... Um, Articles in the last week uh, regarding beanballs with uh, with the uh, the Cubs and I think uh, the Mets uh, coming up, and uh, obviously there was an incident here last year with uh, Mr. Batista flipping the bat against uh, the Texas Rangers, and then uh, more or less the KC Royals coming in in the finals or the semifinals there. And saying that they're going to pitch inside on on the whole uh, Blue Jay team because they want to back them off uh, the plate because they were so aggressive. Has there been any talk uh, at camp there? Uh, and uh, how would the old Montreal Expos handle a situation where an opposition player would have flipped the bat and shown the team up like Batista did last year? Well, I think I think uh, the managers pretty much uh, control that that part of the game. I don't think they're going to put let the players put it in their hands as far as start head hunting and things like that. Uh, because you know when that start happening, guys start getting suspended, and you don't really want to even top guys getting suspended or anyone getting hurt uh, on your team as well. So, I mean, there's two sides to both of that stuff. I mean, sure, uh, guys are gonna gonna show up the other team, and I think if they just single out that flipping other bat, uh, that's gonna be uh, the wrong thing to do as far as baseball is concerned. Uh, I think I've seen a lot of other stuff that uh, people can talk about as well, but you know, it happened in you know a, a playoff, and I think the drilling is is flowing as a player and. And sometimes you you kind of overstep your boundaries when when in a big moment like that. I mean, I'm not sure if I would have flipped my bat like that, but I'm pretty sure that I would have got pretty excited. And there's no telling what I would have done as a player. So, <laughs> um, you know what I mean. So, I mean, Batista is a is a is an animated player anyway. So uh, I think in the heat of the moment, you know, that came out. But, you know, up until then, you've never seen anything like that from him. I mean, he sure, he, he come a lot of home runs, but the guy hit a lot of home runs. So uh, he's earned the right to do that. So, uh, but I think, you know, uh, me as a player, and I, if I would have saw that, I mean, I would have probably started laughing because <laughs> the ball went a long way. And, and uh, the guy the guy did what he, he, he should have done, you know, in that situation. So, uh you can talk with different people. I mean, there's some guys who don't like that type of stuff. Uh, I kind of enjoy it. I mean, I never did it as a player, but 
I think I think it's kind of cool sometimes. <laughs> I just couldn't do it myself. Tim, who's the uh, best prospect out there to re- to come up from the minors that you've worked with in the outfield? Well, Pompey is is, is our number one prospect right now. Uh, we have a couple other guys. Uh, Anthony Alford uh, is going into his second full season as a professional player, and he has an opportunity to be uh, a great major league player. He's uh, he's a young player that's that doesn't have a lot of innings uh, under his belt. Uh, but he's going to start at A-ball this year. He's had a great season at A-ball this year, but we decided to, to start him there and hopefully uh, maybe get him. Shoot, he, he's the type of guy that I think that has a chance to maybe even be in the big leagues at the end of the season. He has that kind of talent. Um, but those two guys right now, I think we're, we're, we're looking at closely to the most, but then there's a couple other guys like a Roman Fields who's a guy that uh, no one really knows that much about. I mean, I think you saw him in Montreal, played center field, um, stole the base, and he got thrown out at third base too. But a uh, guy has tremendous speed. Um, he's a great out defender. And I think um, the only thing he's lacking is maybe um, um, being a little more consistent with, uh, with the bat. And uh, hopefully he can and make some adjustments and prove that uh, he could play at the major league level as well. So, so you're saying the cupboard's not empty then? Oh, definitely not. I mean, we still have some guys on the form, and we've got a few other guys uh, I, I can't mention right now, but uh, that we, we feel like had the chance as well. And we've been talking to Tim Raines. Tim Raines, of course, uh, Montreal Expo legend Tim, we want to thank you, and I will. Uh, I know you played for some other teams in the major leagues, the New York Yankees and the Chicago White Sox. But for me, you're forever a Montreal Expo, and we really look forward to later on this year the announcement that we've been waiting for for a long time, and you can take your rightful place at Cooperstown, where you belong. Uh, Tim, when you get inducted, uh, what are you going to be wearing? What uniform are you going to be wearing? Well, I hope to be wearing a, a, a expo hat. Really, um, I'm not sure what the process is, but uh, as of right now, I'll definitely be going in as an expo. Well, we certainly remember some fantastic years uh, you played with the Montreal Expos, Tim, and it's uh, always a privilege for you to join us on, on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on a Sunday morning. And uh, we wish you all the best, all the best, Tim. Keep well. All right. Thanks a lot, God, and thanks for having me. That, of course, was uh, Tim Raines, uh, in my estimation, probably the greatest uh, leadoff hitter, perhaps, of all time. Uh, Certainly. uh, Look at Lou. Oh, my God. Do do we have to put up with this Lou's either waving or he's having a seizure. (laughs) I'm not sure what's going on. Are you going to be okay? You're going to be okay. Ricky Henderson? Ricky Henderson didn't have Tim Raines' power. Didn't have Tim Raines' power. Neil? I'm, you, this may be the one and only time I agree with Lou about baseball. <laughs> Come on. A hundred steals in a season. You know, you know, the one thing, though, that Reigns has, his on-base percentage, percentage was, nobody touched it. Oh, that's true. If you're, no, if, you're yeah. looking, if you're looking at the way the game is played today, I I, I can make the case that Tim Reigns was a better all-round baseball no, player I, I, than Ricky I'll Anderson. I'll make the case also that Tim Reigns deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, There's yeah. no but question about that. he's not the greatest that. leadoff hitter ever. Uh, Come on. You can make that argument, Lou. It, Reigns, Reigns was a better all-round player. He was. 
How can a you put more. him in there? Ricky Henderson. Well, he's in there with Ricky Henderson. I wouldn't say he's first. How but can he's you there. put him in the same ballpark? We'll have that debate. Anyways, we could spend got, hours. Oh, we could spend hours. <laughs> we will. And we will. Anyways, uh, we've got to go to break now. Uh, before we go to break, we want to announce our Pizzaville contest. It's been a, uh, a huge uh, popular item around this show, and we're back for the next five weeks. A $50 Pizzaville gift card uh, for the first caller. I'll give you those numbers. Get by your phones. Get your fingers on there. 416-360-0740. Once again, 416-360-0740. 1-866-740-4740. dollar gift card from the good people at Pizzaville. We'll be right back after the break. We'll be talking baseball. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville introduced the really big pizza deal. It's even bigger than Toronto basketball star Jonas Valanciunas. He wears size 17 shoes, but the really big pizza is 18 inches, topped with pepperoni. Plus, you get 16 wings. And you get the really big pizza deal for just $29.99. Try getting Jonas for that. Call Pizzaville at pound 3636 from your cell phone. At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal, yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada, and the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. The security business is easy, right? Anyone can learn it. Perhaps they can learn it on duty with your valuables at stake. Perhaps they can learn it in a crisis situation that requires an immediate intelligent response when lives are at risk. After all, what harm can a few mistakes make? Plenty. 
When it comes to security for your business or office, an experienced partner like Regal Security makes sense. Security is what they do. Peace of mind is what they provide. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. There are two ways to argue sports with these guys, and none of them work. The boys are back, the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. And with us in studio this morning, Neil Headley. Neil, of course, the co-host of The Happy Gang, Monday to Fridays here on Zoomer Radio from 6 till noon. We call you guys the franchise show. Welcome Welcome to our uh, preseason baseball show, Neil. Thanks for having me back. This is fun. It's always a pleasure. And uh, oh, didn't we get rid of Lou during the break? Yeah, wow. he, he almost <laughs> Anyways, went, he went off his chair uh, when he Lou, said Ricky Lou, Henderson. Lou, well, we're going to, you know what, Lou Franceschetti, <clears throat> of course, a former Toronto Maple Leaf and, unfortunately, New York Yankees fan. But it's uh, we want to announce the winner of the Pizzaville contest and thank all our listeners for calling in. You were burning up our telephone lines, but the winner was Ron Wood uh, from... Uh, Thornhill, Ontario. Ron will be getting that $50 gift card out to you as soon as possible. Well, today the boys of summer are starting in Tampa Bay, and it's time to talk about the Blue Jays and analyze the Blue Jays. Uh, Certainly an incredible end to the season last year. Um, Brought so much much, uh, joy and passion from Blue Jays fans, and we're certainly looking forward to a continuation of that. Some pretty good uh, preseason results from the Jays. And uh, let's let's break it down, guys. And Neil, I want to start with you. You're a passionate Jays fan and a student of the game. What's your assessment of the 2016 Blue Jays? Here's what I'm kind of excited about is that this team that is starting the year is the same team that closed out the year last season. And so that big push they did to get into the postseason, these are the same guys. So now all of a sudden you got Marcus Stroman for a full season. You got Troy Tulowitzki for a full season. That's, you know, barring injury. Um, You've got... uh, You've worked out your issues. For example, I mean, last year, let's not forget, our leadoff hitter was Jose Reyes. Uh, and, And there's a guy who... You know, how did, how did the whole Jose Reyes thing work out last year? Um, we uh, don't forget that last season when we got things started, Russ Martin was catching uh, R.A. Dickey's knuckleball, even though he hated catching R.A. Dickey's knuckleball. Josh Tolley started the season in the minors. Ryan Goins last year started the season in the minors. They've got a bunch of guys up this year that I think are going to get it done. What I find interesting uh, is, well, at, at the last second year, you know, you start questioning about left-handed, coming out, left-handed pitchers coming out of the bullpen. Uh, Last night, very quietly, they picked up a guy with two World Series rings, Franklin Morales. Let's not get carried away here, Neil. Well, (laughs) I get that he's only a reliever. I think think he's got the two World Series rings because he's in the right place at the right time. That's possible. But but finished analysis. Last year, uh, last season, when he was with the Royals, uh, left-handed hitters only, uh, they batted under 200 against this guy. And that's been a problem for the Blue Jays is lefties out of the bullpen. When you don't have Aaron Loop in the lineup— uh, you got to start going, okay, who's going to be our lefty? The problem with Morales is we're not sure what we're getting this year because he had almost as disastrous of a spring training as Masahiro Tanaka from the Yankees. So when you're that bad in the spring, there's question about what your season's going to look like. It's nice how you brought up Tanaka. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Anyways, I did uh, that for you, Lou. You know what? I'm I'm going to start coming wearing my bulletproof vest here now. Next, that's <laughs> uh, probably not a bad idea. But anyways, uh, Naz, uh, the odds makers 
Started the Vegas Odds Makers. This is where they got the Blue Jays slotted, and I was kind of surprised. Uh, Sixth, right? Uh, they had them sixth or seventh. They started yeah. them off. This is the odds to win the World Series, and they had they started off the Jays at eighteen to one, which I thought was. I mean, that's I would take that bet anytime, uh, considering how they how they ended off last year, and considering the uh, you know the strength of their offense and how they've they've. Uh, I mean, um, and I'll get back to this point, but they've moved down to 14-1 to 1 based on their preseason results. The favorite to win the World Series as it stands today at 4.5-1, to 1, the Chicago yeah, Cubs. that's a sentimental choice, though. Everybody well, loves the Cubs. That's Vegas. I don't think Vegas gets involved in sentiment, but, uh, but let's, well, let's talk. Well, the betters a- do because that's what they go by. Yeah. They go by the people that put their money lot, down on the team, and yeah. that's who they're putting it on because the Cubs, they're saying they're due. Well, They've got a long haul before they get to the World Series. Well, Cubs won 97 games last year, which wasn't a bad result, but they got they got swept pretty quick in the, in the playdowns, and... Uh, Presumably, they have the best manager in baseball, and they picked up three additions. But let's get back to the I'm Jays. not convinced on Chicago. You know what Vegas said about the Blue Jays going into last season? Vegas had the Blue Jays uh, for World Series opening day 2015, 35-1. They said they were only going to pick up 83 wins, and they'd be lucky to—so that would be a game over 500. And Vegas said the Blue Jays would be lucky to finish a game over 500. And that's where they would have finished until Anthopolis— Went on fire. Yeah, starting at the end of June. And what were, at the beginning of June, they were below five hundred. Yep. Then Anthony, the, you the know, big trade. Then, the, they then made double A. Was not price though, you know. Tulowitzki. No. Tulowitzki yeah. was the big trade. He turned around the defense. Reyes, Reyes lost five games himself last year. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he was terrible in the infield. Yeah, but people forget that the turnaround in the Jays didn't come when Price came. No. Came before Price came, and uh, you know, and it was it was. I mean, you look at the Jays' defense up the middle. I mean, is there a better one in baseball? No, they've never been this good. I mean, up the you middle you, and you got else. you got Russell Martin, you got Tulowitzki, you got Goins, and you got Pilar. Yep. I mean, that's is there a weak glove in there anywhere? No, and even the backups are strong. Yeah. So that, I mean, and, and and if you're a pitcher, I mean, I always use the analogy. You know, maybe you want to chime in, Lou, keeping the Yankees out of this. <laughs> but uh, I always, always, you know, it's it's the same in every sport, isn't it? It's strength up the middle. Right, and in hockey, it's it's your centerman and it's your goaltender. Okay, here's right? here's the scenario. What happens if something happens to Tula? Okay, so you well, got, got you move going. So don't you? Ryan Goins, who's a natural shortstop anyway, moves over, and who do you put in at second base instead? Darwin Barney, Gold Glove winning second baseman. Okay, I'll take that too. I'm happy with that. And uh, the loss of uh, uh, if I, I see Naz, perhaps you you want to chime in on this? Are they vulnerable at catcher? They if, are very if, vulnerable. If, Once Mar- they, if Martin, if Martin goes gets down, hurt, we're in trouble because Tolley can't catch every day. I mean, day. last year they had, and wasn't it, uh, what was his name, Navarro? Navarro yeah. is yeah. a perfect one-two with uh, Martin. Yeah, That's going to be a difficult position. And, you know, like we, we talked about this too. Uh, are they going to score more than 891 runs like last year, Lou? Are they going to score 891 runs like last what, year? What, what are we talking about here? Yeah. <laughs> We're Look, talking about the Jays. I, I, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you. I give you two and a half minutes and tell me why the why the Yankees are going to be. The I Jays am not this saying year. the Yankees are going to do anything because they've what got they? as many question marks as the Jays do. Let's what, look back okay, to July thirty okay. first. Hold on, when, hold on, hold on. The Yankees <laughs> have as many question marks as the Jays do. Okay, this is your this is your prime time opportunity here. What uh, what are the what are the Blue Jays question marks in your assessment? Starting pitching, backup back catcher. And okay, l- hold on, hold on. Let's let's go right there. Starting pitching, 
What, what is it? Where's uh, the hole? Where, where, where do you, where's your assessment of where the starting pitching is weak? Well, we don't know which hap we're going to get. We don't know whether last year's Estrada is going to be this year's Estrada. We don't know, Ari Dickey, is he going to be the pitcher that he was in game five or six of the world champ, uh, the, the series against KC last year? We know that Stroman is the real deal. Can he pitch more than 150 innings? Is his arm going to give out? We don't know. These are all question marks. Sanchez is another one. Neil, your response to that? I mean, I, I think you're throwing up the same question marks that every team has with their starting pitching. So I think the one, like for example, if you want to, if you want to turn the same, if that's where the bar is for whether or not it qualifies as a question mark. Okay, so is Alex Rodriguez going to be the same Alex Rodriguez that he was last season? Where even Alex Rodriguez said, "I can't believe what I'm doing at the plate." Like he didn't think he was going to hit 30 home runs last year. Um, you know, you, Aaron Sanchez and and Marcus Stroman are they going to be able to go more than 150, 160 innings? Well, there's a ton of pitchers that are coming up as their first full-time season as starters in the majors. So we don't know about them. Like every you can you can apply that same standard to every team. What we've seen with these guys and and as far as Dickey, the downward trajectory on a knuckleball pitcher as far as their career and their it's way less steep than a power pitcher would be. I mean, you had you had the Necros pitching into their 50s in the major leagues. There's no reason why RA Dickey can't pitch at a high level. For a, I would say even another three or four years at least. Nasser, the Jays putting too much confidence in Asuna, just giving him the closest no, I think job. Asuna is the guy. I think he proved it last gonna, year. We're going to put we're going to put the I ball have, in his I hand. Have, I have no problem with that. Uh, him being the closer at all. And your assessment of the 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 Storin, uh, They should never have made the deal. Why? They should have kept. They've had their leadoff hitter. Revere. Revere was a great leadoff hitter. But uh, you know, you never have enough pitching. And you don't think? Uh, no, this guy proved himself last year. He would have been perfect. Here. Oh yeah, he would have uh, been the perfect leadoff hitter on this. I take a different assessment to that. And Storin, th- Storin, you know what? He's you know it doesn't hurt to have that arm in that setup yeah. position, Neil. Yeah. If you, uh, I mean, I don't think there are very many teams in history that have been able to say the real difference in what got us to the World Series this year was our leadoff guy, unless he was like a Ricky Henderson or a Tim Raines. Those are the guy. I don't think Ben Revere, even though I love Ben Revere. A great base stealer was a 300 hitter in the National League. Uh, great, but he I don't led. think he was the guy that puts you over the top. Where for the Jays, their biggest weakness, season in and season out, has been guys coming out of the bullpen in the late innings. He was the he's the leading on base percentage guy for the last two years in baseball, Revere. So he must have done something right. Well, you look at the you look at the championship teams that the Jays had in the early '90s. Devon Wright was the ideal leadoff hitter, a guy that puts a bat on the ball, steals your 20 to 30 bases, sets that uh, sets that offense on in motion. And Neil, getting back to uh, Arod, I did say that the Yankees do have a lot of question marks. Yeah, oh, he, yeah. He, yeah. their age is one of them. Their pitching is another one. I think what the way they're looking at it, they're trying to make every game a six inning game. Because they got the three horses, seven, eight, and nine, no matter uh, in which order they go in. But they've didn't, addressed didn't that situation. Hurt? They know they got to share it. Yeah. They've got $100 million tied up on guys that are over 35 years old. But you just nailed it because the exact conversation about why are the Yankees even in the conversation this season is because of the last three guys in their bullpen. So the Blue Jays all of a sudden have a guy that's coming in in the eighth inning every game that's in that same caliber as the Yankees' bullpen. If it's the thing that keeps the Yankees in the conversation, then that's also a valuable position when you're talking about Leadoff hitter versus that eighth inning guy. Well, that you I, can count I agree on every with you game. totally. I think the the team and 
the, the Yankees last year were not even in the conversation. Uh, and they were seven games up on July 1st when Alex decided to sell the farm and get the players that they need. And they brought in the leadership that they definitely needed in in the in the clubhouse because we knew that uh, let's not get the certain things, but we know what the problem was in the in the clubhouse with the with the Jays last year. But anyways, the Red Sox have a lot of question marks too. Yeah, they all do. You know, they got a Panda Bear playing bench yeah, instead of third base, making seventeen million dollars. A lot, a lot Sandoval. of Sandoval, right? They got yeah. Ruben Castillo, you know, who's of... supposed to be the next Cuban in- coming out of Cuba. He's on the bench too, yeah. and they got a lot of question marks. And as David Price, how's he going to feel playing, pitching maybe twenty games in the at Fenway Park this year instead of somewhere else? Well, he's making thirty well, million. Injuries, so. injuries, right? And their the bullpen is uh, in disarray also. So I think every team in the National League East is going to be uh, has got a lot of question marks. The American uh, League. I, East. Sorry, yeah. the American League East. Uh, I still think to get to the World Series, you have to go through Kansas City. They are the team to beat because they put the bat on the ball. They can beat you in so many ways. Uh, they don't have a lot of power, but they got great defense. They got a spacious ballpark. Uh, they play all time baseball. They t- they, that's they exactly grind it. Grind out runs, yeah. and that's yeah. what killed the Jays. Yeah, in the and they and they got the seven, eight, nine guys uh, in their bullpen. So, anyways, we're uh, you're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We're doing our baseball uh, preseason show, and uh, just want to let you uh, listeners know. In with us in studio this morning is Neil Headley. Neil, of course, the co-host of the Happy Gang here on seven forty a.m. Monday to Friday, six to noon. Welcome, Neil. It's great to have you and your baseball passion. Of course, the voice of Lou Franceschetti, former Toronto Maple Leaf. And we'd, uh, if you want to talk baseball, give us a call. We'd love to. We'd love to have you on the air. Our phone number is 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. Let's talk baseball. Jays are going to start today in Tampa Bay. Last year, Edwin, Jose, Josh, 120 home runs, 348 RBIs. They used to call that Murderer's Row when it was the New York Yankees in the 1920s or whatever, but that's the current edition. 27. 27, yeah. Uh, that's the current edition of Murderer's Row. Uh, phenomenal statistics. Neil, can they do it again? I don't see any reason why they can't. I mean, there's no uh, – that's been the question that people keep floating out, is, and even Naz has said it a couple times already today, is, is – are they going to repeat that same run production that they did last year? But I haven't seen a single person be able to point to something that suggests to me that they're not, especially when you've got Edwin and Joey Bats going into contract years, looking at free agency. Those two guys are going to be turning on the afterburners. And Jose Batista is one of those guys that, uh, you know, despite lose obvious affection for him, um, Joey Bats is a guy that when he decides he's going to turn on the afterburners, he makes a difference, and if you're in a contract year to get production out of those two guys, sky's the limit on this. I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if between the three of them, they drive in closer to 400 runs. I would say that probably not. Donaldson and Bautista and Encarnacion may not have the same years as last year. It's just uh, they, they can't get any better than that, can they? Really. Like that's a lot so, of runs they scored. I don't think they're going to sneak up on many teams like they did last year. Um, 
No, but it's not like I'm, I'm not a blue. I'm not. You a don't have ambassador. to sneak up on teams because you well, know you, you got. They, they you know, it's not expect, just the Nobody expected each each one of them to knock in three hundred. Well, not well, hit forty home runs and and, uh, and three hundred RBIs. Uh, are these three players? Are they going to stay healthy? Josh Donaldson goes bent out of hell every single inning. Yep. He's he's an old time player. Yeah. Uh, he goes over the the railing there one time, like Brett Lowry did, and gets hurt. What happens then? Edwin, Edwin, is his back going to hold out? Mm-hmm. Jose, they all go hard. Are their bodies at that age, 33, 34? I was a professional athlete at 33, 34. One little thing like that, your injuries tend to, to linger a little bit longer than they usually do. Do you put any stock? Actually, you bring up a great point. Um, do you, as a professional athlete... Put any stock in this stuff that's going around where even the Batista and all the trainers are saying he wasn't in this kind of shape when he was 25, never mind when he's 35. And now the Jays have this entire department. They went down to Duke University and they took all the guys that brought Marcus Stroman back last season and they hired him as I think uh, all those guys, that quarterback, they brought him in as I think they've called it the uh, Department of High Performance Sport or something like that, which is nobody else in Major League Baseball has that. Do you put any stock in that? I I really do. The problem that I see with that is uh, with professional athletes that once you tighten the muscles up really, really tight, yep. there's a deceptancy to, to getting pulled muscles. It's the situation where uh, you can see, I'm going to use Sandoval as, as an example here, not very good shape, but very, he's not even flexible, but he really doesn't have any muscle to injure himself, pull a hamstring or, or anything like that. When you get guys that are, that are really woundly tight, uh, tightly wound up, it's very, they're very deceptible to getting even a, a, a very slightly pulled muscle and when you, because there's no fatty tissue around their, their, their muscles to cushion any blow. When they run into the wall, because they have so much muscle around their upper body, they bruise a little bit easier than when there is a little bit of fatty tissue. Anyways, we've got Kevin from Buffalo. Kevin, I know you want to talk about the opening of the baseball season. And you want to talk about the Jays farm team in Buffalo. Welcome, Kevin. How are you this morning? Good morning, gentlemen, and happy opening day. And goes without saying, uh, I hope the Blue Jays an outstanding season and just a great advantage with the Bisons here in Buffalo, the Toronto farm team, AAA, and Our manager is Mr. Allenson and hitting coach Richie Hebner. And just a general question, because as you know, in the minor leagues, there's so many player transactions that very difficult as far as coaching, because your roster basically changes every seven days. But I'm just so glad baseball season and Good luck to the Blue Jays this afternoon in Tampa. Happy opening day, and have a great week, gentlemen. Thanks so much, Kevin. Yeah, you have a great week as well. Talking about the uh, Buffalo Triple uh, A team, uh, Naz, uh, what's your assessment of the uh, how much talent the Jays have down uh, down in Buffalo? Well, as far as Tim Raines is concerned, the, uh, the cupboard's not empty. I think they do have some talent still down there. But, you know, most of it is up here uh, I'd say Dalton Pompey's the the first one to come up out of the outfielders if anybody gets hurt. And you're gonna have pitching. You're gonna have guys back and forth pitching, wise. 
Naz. Hutchinson had a good spring too, right? Watch out for this kid, Telford. Yeah. Watch out for this kid, Telford. Okay, tell us all about this kid. This kid played at Mississippi State. Was a defensive back, if I'm not mistaken. Played pro ball while he was still playing at Mississippi State as a football player. Yeah. They stole him in the fourth or fifth round, if I'm not mistaken. He's Bo Jackson all over again. Thank you. I was thinking more like Ricky Henderson. But this Ricky, kid... Ricky Tim was a Raines. big football player? Uh, yeah, Tim another, another Tim no, uh, I'm just talking about the, the baseball player. Yep. Watch out for this kid. He could leapfrog Dalton Pope this, as year. A, this, this year. year as the top prospect in the organization. And a thought uh, as far as Buffalo goes, and, and Tim Raines kind of alluded to it. Um, this is the first time I remember the Blue Jays going into a season where at ev- outfielders, it was the question of, okay, who's going to be the fourth, the four outfielders? Because we've got a bunch of guys to choose from. Is Dalton Pompey coming up? Is, uh, is, is Alfred coming up? That's a good problem to have. Infield, who's going to be the everyday second baseman? Who's going to be the – we've never had this problem before where we've got more guys than we need to take in for opening day. So if you want to talk about whether or not the cupboard is bare, I'd be worried if I'm in the International League, Buffalo's going to kick some butt this year because they've got a whole bunch of major league players who didn't quite make the roster. And, and mark my words, Drew Hutchinson will be back. He may not be back at with the point. Jays, but at some point he'll be back in the major leagues, and he is a, he is a decent pitcher. He is. He just had well, a bad year. Uh, Sanchez is going to be starting uh, in the rotation. And... Um, What's your assessment of that? Should have been starting all along. Uh, no doubt in my mind. Um, you know, you still see, and this is after he's been around a while, and, and you can't fool major league hitters for too long, but you still see guys walking away from the batter's box after having struck out. They're walking away shaking their heads because this kid, even though they're seeing hitters are seeing him for the 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th time now, they've still never seen anything like this kid. So, he, sh- you know, and if you've got somebody like that, use him for as many innings as you can, equals put him in the starting rotation. One guy we haven't uh, we haven't ch- talked about very much in the show today, and uh, Saunders. Uh, where, where do you see him? Uh, where do you see him on this team? And uh, what do you what are you expecting performance wise? I, I I missed this guy last year. I wish we'd had him. I know I know Naz loves ben, loves him some Ben Revere, but uh, and as much as I do too, I wonder what this guy could have pulled off last year if we'd had him. He led the team in home runs in the spring. Not that spring counts necessarily, but we didn't really know whether or not uh, we didn't know what to make of this guy. And then yeah. all of a sudden in the spring, he's getting up there and clubbing he, home runs. He's had power all the way along. Yeah, He's so, a left-handed hitter with the Jays' need, right? you got to remember, if Saunders was here, Pilar would not have played. So True, too. Okay. It, it was a situation where it was Pilar's best fortune that Saunders did get hurt because nobody would have known that Pilar, it was the defensive player that he actually was. Anyway, sorry to cut you off, Lou, and uh, we're, we're down to the last 30, 40 seconds of the show. I want to go to you guys really, really quickly. Give me your Blue Jay prediction for the year. I think they make the playoffs, but they won't uh, win the division. Naz? Yeah, at least champions and meet Texas in the final for the American League. And after that? Uh, we're going to wait. <laughs> He's holding his cards tight. Neil? Boston recognizes that you need more than one guy in the starting rotation to have a good season, so they finish fourth in the division. Blue Jays go to the World Series. I don't know against who yet, uh, but they at least get there. I don't know if they win, but they get there this year. Privilege of being on this side of the table here is I get the last word, and the Blue Jays are going to f- 
win the AL East. They are going to beat Kansas City this year in the uh, in the playdowns, AL playdowns. They're going to meet the Chicago Cubs in the World Series, and they're going to break Chicago's hearts. <laughs> Poor Cubs, they are going to lose the World Series to the Blue Jays this year. Anyways, our time on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour has come to a close. I've got some thanks. Uh, Lou, it's always a pleasure having you. I know uh, we go toe-to-toe every now and then, but it's always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you, and it's great to have Neil uh, on the show because we have somebody that knows baseball. Thanks. Oh! Oh! Appreciate it. That's a shot. Uh, Can you delete his invitation from all future (laughs) shows? Absolutely gone. And Neil Headley... You know, it's it's almost become a tradition now. We bring you in when we when we got to talk baseball because we know your passion for baseball and for the Blue Jays, and uh, we appreciate you coming in and sharing your baseball passion and your baseball insights with us. Thanks for joining us. It's a treat, guys. Thank you. That's uh, a wrap up for the Nazimali Sports Hour. To all our listeners, have a fantastic week. We'll be back again next Sunday morning at 9 a.m. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.